from PRX. Friends behind the binary, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, fans of Boba Tea everywhere, it's time for sleep with me. The pod, you may say, what in the Boba? Do you even know those, like, uh, do, do, do you know one thing that really gets on Boba Fett's nerves? I'd say when I mention Boba Fett and Boba Balls in the same sentence. What about if, what about, uh, does Bo, Bo Bridges makes Boba Balls for Boba Fett? Uh, there's got to be a verb or uh, something in there. What's a B? What's a verb? Anyway, what, what am I talking about? It's time for sleep with me. The podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, I just thought of it, though, it's maybe balances or balance. I'll get back to it, hopefully, in the intro. Uh, so I'll be back uh, in, in a second. It's time for Sleep With Me. again. Once again, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Hey, before we get move forward here, you know, Sleep With Me is here, I, I guess, is a, is a, like a, I, I talked to recently about how I learned in 2020 from the listeners that this could be a place that's both soft and strong. And right now, a lot of us need a port in a storm. And I hope that can, this can be that for all of you, you know, surrounded by something strong, you know, ports got rocks or hills or something uh, to protect you. And ideally that makes the water stuff. I don't know. I didn't have an analogy to fit in there, but what I mean is that this show is here to help you and to help the people around you, that it works for. It doesn't work for everybody. And that also means that when I say you're important, I mean it. There's links to organizations if you're having a tough time right now you can connect with uh, for help right in your podcast app in our show notes. And there's also links to organizations that you can show with your actions that Black Lives Matter, that you can support the black members of our community by being a part of change. So use those links and then, you know, like in a few minutes we'll get to the pilot you know the intro and the, the the stuff like that is so you can be maybe you know maybe i don't know maybe we could all be ports and storms uh in our own way and sometimes we're all storming i mean believe me i was storming you know i've been storming before uh multiple times a day but i don't know soft strong and a port in somebody's storm uh thanks for letting me do that when i can uh, and here's a couple of ways uh, the sponsors that i'm able to bring this show to you for free twice a week all right, but this is Scoots here. This is where I like uh, ask you to hey, th- if, you, if you think about for signing up for Sleep With Me Plus at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus, which just a few questions. If you're new to the show, just ignore this message. Or if you only listen to Sleep With Me occasionally, or it can be easily replaced by another show, don't, not important. Do you listen to Sleep With Me regularly? Yes. But yeah, does it improve your life uh, in any way at all? And would you miss Sleep With Me if we stopped making it? Like how much would you be willing to give on an annual basis or a monthly basis to say, hey, go ahead and start that podcast back up. So this is a way of not doing that. I'm asking if you if the answers to those questions are, are yes. Yeah, you're a regular listener. Yes, Sleep With Me improves your life. Yes, I could and would pay for the show. If it was missing from my life, I'd pay to get it back. Or if you lost it, like you'd say, oh, where, oh, where has my Sleep With Me podcast gone? Could you help me find it? And this is a reward, a reward, reward whatever, 120 bucks. Uh, I need to my year of sleep with me back. Uh, or you would find a way to support the show if you said, well, now I got to put up a poster. If you, if, if the answers are yes, like I do need, like uh, we're kind of in that place right now and the whole podcasting industry is in that place more or less, uh, where it's like, hey, I really need you to think about supporting the show right now. If the answer is yes to those questions, 
So we don't have to go through, oh, where, oh, where has my Sleep With Me podcast gone? Because I don't want that. I love making the show. It does take a team of people to make the show. So think about it. Sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. If you get a lot out of the show and you'd miss it and you'd say, oh, where, oh, where, oh, where has my Sleep With Me podcast gone? Sign up for sleepwithmepodcast.com slash plus. And I'll, I'll thank you. Believe me, I'll send you a video and say thanks. Thanks so much. All right, everybody, you're going to want to hear about tonight's sponsor because it's a new way to listen to sleep with me in bed. I don't know how you're listening to the podcast right now. You know, you may have some earbuds stuck in your ears, which you lose in the middle of the night. Maybe you have a bedside speaker. Maybe you're playing it right on your phone speaker. It's keeping your partner awake. However you're listening, you're probably listening in a way that wasn't designed for bedtime. So now imagine for a second, you're snuggled up in bed, totally relaxed, your ear nuzzled deep in your comfy pillow, and you're hearing Scooter's voice played back to you. No painful earbuds, no tangled wires, just total comfort in the sounds you love. Well, imagine it no more. This is exactly what tonight's sponsor is here to help with. And it's called the Sleep Bar. The Sleep Bar is an advanced under pillow speaker that turns your pillow into the comfiest earphone ever. It has a customizable shutdown timer, a huge battery that lasts multiple nights, and bone conduction audio that won't wake your partner. It's perfect for sleep with me. It's got everything you need to transform your bedtime listening. And they've given our listeners a limited number of 20% off codes. So head to dusker.com. That's D-U-S-K-E-R.com. Dusker. And enter the code SLEEPWITHME20 to claim yours. That's one word, SLEEPWITHME20, at Dusker.com. You got to get one of these. I have tried it out. I bought one of these when I first heard about it. And it is absolutely amazing. Perfect for sleep with me. Perfect for when you're sharing your bed or your room with somebody and they don't want to hear your audio. Uh, I absolutely love it. So check it out and use that code. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it is time to talk about the mattress I sleep in nightly. And tonight's sponsor, Helix, Helix Sleep. Take that quiz at helixsleep.com slash sleep. And oh, how do I love my Helix. And not only do I love my Helix, my family members love their Helix. I just stayed at a family member's house uh, and I saw my uh, nephew Daniel had a Helix. I believe his parents have a Helix sleep too. So it's just so refreshing to know that I'm not the only one enjoying uh, sleeping on mine. But each one of us is different, right? And that's why Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, uh, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection. There's mattresses for big and tall sleepers, even a mattress made just for kids. And the way you know which mattress is going to be best for you, the way you sleep, and your body is to take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. That personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. And Helix knows you want to get to know your mattress, right? And you get to sleep on it in your own home. They offer a 100-night trial and a 10- to 15-year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. And since everybody's unique and everyone sleeps differently, Helix has different mattress models to choose from, designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. There's models with memory foam for pressure relief if you sleep on your side, responsive foam to cradle your body if you're a stomacher 
your back sleeper. And way back when, when I took that Helix uh, sleep quiz, I got matched with the Helix Dusk. I, I chose the Helix Dusk Lux. You know, I sleep on my stomach. I sleep on my side. I like to be cool. I love this mattress. Anytime I travel, I'm counting the days to get home and get in my Helix bed. And Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash sleep. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. That's helixsleep.com slash sleep. Thanks, everybody. All right, everybody, it's time for the Sleepy Supporter Zone. The part, one part of the podcast I need you here is where I pop my peas and I say say it with E, not with ease. This is pre-ease part of the podcast. It's where I thank the listeners who support the sponsors, let the sponsors know about it. That's why we're here free. And this really works. So those of you that do appreciate the, the, the Sleepy Supporter Zone and participate in it, thank you so much. Um, and I'm looking for some recruits. I want to thank Tanya, who supports Headspace. We got free trials for Headspace and Beachbody going right now. I want to hear from a torrent of people that signed up for those free trials because those are two things I use all of the time. Every day, I use a Headspace to meditate and I use Beachbody for yoga and workouts. So check out those free trials like Tanya. Let me know about it. Let that Beachbody and Headspace know about it. And I'll try to thank you here on the Sleepy Supporter Zone. Uh, the second part of Sleepy Supporter Zone is you getting the support you need. If you need extra help, Help right now. There's links to organizations in the show notes, uh, to helplines, to text lines that you can connect with right now. It's also about supporting the members of our community and not just saying Black Lives Matter, but taking the steps to be a part of change. And there's going to be links to organizations you can link with to set you on, on that path. The last part of Sleepy Supporter Zone is something I support, and I support the Emotional PPE Project to support everyone out there on the front lines, uh, not just your physical needs, but your emotional needs. And you can find out more at emotionalppe.org or use the link in our show notes. And that is the end of the Sleepy Supporter Zone. Before I slow it down, Mystery Bard, a lot of people help out on this show. Who are they? Mystery Bard. Uh, I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you can find me. What do you say we slow it down and get on with the show? Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it's a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside 
whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, you know, thoughts, things on your mind, uh, feelings, anything like emotionally coming up for you. So thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, changes in time or temperature or routine. And uh, we would have like, uh, I just got distracted. Sorry about that. Uh, my, mind, my mind just petered out, just kind of like this podcast peters out. So whatever scheme you like, I'd like to take your mind off it. So stuff, it could be thought, it could be nothing on your mind. Last night it was, ba- I had a baffling one where I said, what is going on here? Well, I play by all the sleep rules. Luckily, there's no, there's no rules. That's just what people say. All the, what do they call it? All the uh, sleep hygiene things. Uh, and you see, So whatever is keeping you awake, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And I'd like to keep you company if I could. And the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. Oh, so creaky are my dulcet tones. More creaky than dulcet. Uh, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. Uh, I have a tendency to use filler words, muttering, uh, stammering, and then peter out. Uh, so, I mean, that's like a sound effect of an old-fashioned car on a cartoon. I've never been com- compared to that, but I'm sure people have thought about it. They say, well, I can't put my finger on it, but Scooter reminds me of something, not someone. They say one of those cars with, like, in a comedy where they're trying to, wi- you got to wind it up on the front of it, and then it makes a, a noise a bit like a train. It putters, uh, and uh, then... It uh, stalls out, but it doesn't kind of stall. It, it like, oh, yeah, wasn't there a car on one of those cartoons that, like, uh, it even made that sound and it had a face? So, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I am a bit like that ma- imaginary cartoon car. But if you're new, a couple things to know. Uh, I'm here to keep you company as you fall asleep, which is this that's very different than most podcasts, even most sleep audio. And so you you might find this podcast, it ju- it's just not for everybody, but I hope it works for you. The, other, the only thing is it, it does take a few tries to get used to. And that's what most regular listeners say, which is like hundreds of thousands of people have said. And, and I guess I'm proud of this, that they gave it a few tries. I'm proud of them. They said, yeah, it took two or three tries before I realized you just kind of barely listen to Scooter. It, it's a... Uh, it's kind of like a passive listening. It's different than passive listening or background noise, but it's just like out of focus listening. Uh, and then I then I became a regular listener because it helped take my mind off stuff and put me to sleep. So this is a podcast you don't really listen to. You may not like it. Totally normal. Uh, you may be skeptical or doubtful. Makes a lot of sense to me. So those things are true. The, um, what else is, oh, so the other thing is this doesn't really put you to sleep. I'm here to keep you company while you drift off. The reason the podcast's over an hour, so you, you have reassurance. You say, oh, I got plenty of time to fall asleep. Scoots is going to be here to keep me company. And here's the thing. I'm going to be here to keep you company whether you're awake or asleep. I'm here for you. So if you can't sleep, I'm going to be here for over an hour to the very end. And you could queue up episode after episode after episode if you need it. But if you're asleep, I'm still here. I'm still here keeping you company. I'm on, I'm kind of like on call. 
So those are a couple other things. Another thing that can throw new listeners off is the structure of the show. Show starts off with a greeting, so you know, hopefully you feel seen and welcomed. Then there's business, uh, listener support, and then the sponsors that support the podcast to be free. Uh, then there's the intro, which we're in right now. And the intro goes from around, I don't know, minute six or minute eight to about minute 20 or 22. And the intro is essentially a show within a show, it, it, but it also, it's a show within a show within a show because, uh, what I mean by that is, okay, so the intro is in the show. So that's the first within the show, uh, then the the next uh, doll down, you know, those nesting dolls. So the intro also, it has a couple purposes. It introduces you, the new listener, to the show. Or for the regular listener, what up, regular listeners? Uh, or what about uh, semi-new listeners? Or coming back, listeners on a comeback. That's a setup, a setback, a setup for a comeback. So I'm glad to have you back here. So those, uh, okay, but either way, so the intro does two things. It introduces people to the show, but it also gives you some distance, some wind down time. Because this podcast, even when it puts you to sleep, it keeps you company as you drift off to sleep. So you could kind of use the intro in different ways once you get used to the show. 3% of people now skip the intro and start the store, start the show at 20 minutes. Then another few thousand people uh, listen to story-only episodes on Patreon. But for the majority of listeners, they listen to the intro as they're either in bed getting comfortable or they're out of bed getting, you know, either getting ready for bed or doing some sort of wind-down bedtime routine. Uh, and, and the podcast kind of serves as a supplement to ease you into bedtime. Uh, and give you like a kind of smooth landing pad uh, so that, yeah, you you just don't, because I I just haven't had any luck falling asleep instantly. That's what I mean. So there's, so that's the intro. Then there's business between the intro and the show. That's just how podcast business structure works. Uh, Then there's a story. Tonight will be our episode, recap of, uh, an episodically modular series, I guess it's a serialized series, uh, Mandalorian and Mandalorian. Now, if you don't watch that show or you do watch the show, don't worry. These will be, you don't have to have watched the show. There may be spoilers because I am going to talk about the episode, but in a pretty indirect way. So then that'll be my talking about Mandalorian. Then there'll be thank yous and good nights. So that's the structure of the show. The reason I make the show is because you deserve a good night's sleep. That's what I truly believe. And that our world will be a better place if you get the rest you need and deserve. That, that's just, that'd be a good thing for everybody. I mean, it'd be nice. And the other reason is because I've been there. I know how it feels there in the deep, dark night, tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. So that's a couple of things. The other things, it's just my, my mind tends to, you know, go off on tangents. That's another reason I just I guess I make this show. Like, the, like I do later in the episode talk about Boba Fett and Boba Balls. But I didn't think about it as a tongue twister with Bo Bridges. 
So you have Bow Bridges, Bow Bridges, uh, a, a sibling of Jeff Bridges, not related to Je- Jeff Daniels, though I get that mixed up all the time. Common mistake for me. So that's okay. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's not okay with the Bridges brothers. Uh, uh, now, what was, it, what was the other one? Uh, I was thinking whenever I talk about the Bridges, then I got to talk about uh, somebody else. But now my brain just went blank. Oh, the Bacon brothers. And Bo, my imaginary. The, the, so I do write uh, Bacon brothers in Bo, Bo, Bo Bridges, uh, Bacon brothers fan fiction, a figure named Bo Bacon. He's the forgotten Bacon brother. He says, I'm one degree of separation from Kevin Bacon, but I'm not in the Bacon Brothers band. So, but then I was thinking about, okay, Bo Bacon and Bo Bridges balance Boba Balls on Boba Fett. Uh, is that, pot? that's kind of, that's not a, really a tongue twister. That's something I'd like to see. Or they could bake boba. I don't think you bake boba balls anyway, but they could bake boba balls. Bo Bridges bakes boba balls. You're right. We do need some sort of modified. What is that called? Is that an adjective or an adverb? Adjectives end in L-Y, right? Beautifully balanced boba balls. Beautifully balanced. Now I'm trying to find another B word put before blossom. What's a B word that starts? Banana blossom boba balls. They say scoots them from the Institute of uh, Tongue Twisters, Tongue Twisters International. Oh, okay, go ahead. I got, I got you on the line here. Uh, you scoots, you normally, that's too many words to be in a tongue twister. We don't have a hard and fast rule, but that's way too many words. Oh, really? Huh. That's good. Where, where's your headquarters? Is it in my imagination? The International Institute of, uh, would you say tongue twisters? Tongue twisters international? It is in your imagination. Okay. So let's run through this then. Bow bridges, bakes, banana, blah, blah, blah. There you go. I stood there. My tongue was twisted there. Scooter, your tongue's twisted a lot of the time though. Okay. You got me on a technicality. Bow bridges, bakes, boba balls. But, oh, whoops. Uh, Banana, bacon, blossom, balanced banana, bacon, blossom, boba balls. Beautifully, beautifully balanced banana, bacon, boba balls. Before, could boba balls be betrothed to, does betrothed just particularly mean uh, engaged, or could it mean like I've promised these? You say sorry, like say okay. So we say let's say Bo Bridges is sitting around his house baking boba balls, and uh, the, the Bo Bacon comes over and Je- Jeff Daniels, and they say Bo, what's that smell? Oh, I'm baking boba balls. Uh, wow, it smells like banana. Oh yeah, beautifully balanced banana bacon boba balls is bl- banana blossom actually. But, uh, what's a banana blossom bow? Uh, by the way, how many, this is getting ridiculous. This is why I love making this show. Uh, and then you say, can I have some? No, they've been betrothed to Boba Fett. Okay. That, but, but could you just say Boba? 
No, because then people might think I'm giving boba balls to just boba. These particular boba balls are betrothed to Boba Fett. Uh, there's the invoice right here. So you sold them to Boba Fett? No, because Boba Fett does not work with money. Boba Fett works with uh, a more ancient system of... Uh, so they're betrothed to Boba Fett uh, in a long time away, galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. Bo, are you mixed up with Doc Brown again? I am. He showed up with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and uh, he said, Robes, where we're going, we don't need any robes. We just need boba balls. And I said, you're in the right place. I'm a, I'm a, that's my hot, Bo Bridges hobby, making boba balls. Uh, I'm the first person to bake boba balls, as a matter of fact. Uh, oh, really? This is so interesting. How'd you get into baking boba balls, Bo? Uh, who do? Oh, who, where are? Oh, let me set it up. Welcome to the uh, Bacon Brothers podcast. I'm Bo Bacon. I'm here talking about things I encounter uh, during my day, uh, and I'm here uh, recapping the time I showed up at Bo Bridges' house uh, and found him baking boba balls for Boba Fett. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, is your brother Brad Brad Bacon around? Why are you asking about Brad Bacon, Bo? Well, I just remember, you remember when he was called Bad Brad Bacon? I do, Bo. Yeah, I like, I just think that's cool. Like, is he the cool, like, I know uh, Kevin's, you know, the, the main Bacon brother. Oh, thanks a lot, Bo. I thought we were friends. Well, no, no, I mean, not, you know, you're the one at my house. Uh, you're the one that gets to t taste my bait, you know, my test, you know, my, my test bakes. Uh, I just like saying bad Brad bacon. And I know Scooter does too. Okay, Bo. Uh, anyway, back to, I'm here with uh, Bo Bridges. He's making beautifully balanced uh, bacon, banana blossom, boba balls, betrothed to Boba Fett. Before we get off, I just thought, I wondered if you could think of any other B words we could uh, gratuitously slip into here. Also, we've learned we're in violation of the tongue twister. The tongue twister international, they've got to be like, wait a second, no one's spun any tongue. Is there tongue twisting tales? That should be, that could be my next podcast. I think it's called Sleep With Me, Scoots. Oh, yeah. I just, but I don't always use the same letters. I just, my tongue twists on its own. It's the funniest thing. I'm always tongue twisted, but I can't fold my tongue into a taco. Like, like whatever, I don't know what percentage of the population can do that. Uh, Bo Bacon can. What about bad, bad Brad Bacon? What about, could we get a word, like, could we fit a bard in there? No. Butter, buttery. Bo, 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 boba balls, uh, but and uh, okay, we you're right, it petered out just like I said at the beginning of the podcast. Eventually, it peters out. So, thank you so much, Bad Brad Bacon, Bo Bacon, Bo Bridges, Boba Fett, Boba Ball, bo, Boba Balls, everybody everywhere. I uh, appreciate your time. This podcast can, can get silly, I mean, uh. But I'm here to barely put a smile on your face. That was an example. It was if if you were barely laughing, that was an accident. I was just really intrigued because I was picturing like a like not not an ostentatious Hollywood Hills house. You know, just halfway up the hill. 
with good view. Windows open. Boba Ball steams going out the window. Bo Bridges is in an apron. Uh, and then uh, Bo Bacon shows up. Boba, you know, and then somewhere in a galaxy far, far away, Boba's, you know, waiting, saying, when am I, I got to get those Boba balls. Uh, Fennec, go out. Has the delivery come? What time did Doc Brown and Obi-Wan say they were going to be here? Well, they had to stop at the uh, no robes shop. Uh, oh. So anyway, I'm glad you're here. Uh, this podcast obviously is very different, not for everybody. But I really hope it can barely make you laugh or at least take your mind off of stuff and keep you company while you drift off. I appreciate your time. I work very hard at yearning a shrive. Thanks again for coming by. And here's a couple of ways I'm able to be here for you twice a week for free. Sleep With Me is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive. Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, everybody. I want to thank Clareton, tonight's sponsor, for supporting this episode and provide me with some samples. You know, I suffer from seasonal allergies. Not only do they get in the way of me living my life, they get in the way of me making this podcast to put you to sleep because when those allergies are really kicking in, I sound weird and I do not feel good at all. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live the Claritin clear with Claritin D. The double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. And that's what I like about Claritin D. It covers all those bases. For me, I love the relief from the runny nose and the sinus pressure. Holy cow. Those two things combined. I'm, I'm like the, the worst two symptoms I have at the exact same time. So I love the relief that Claritin brings. And I've been taking Claritin D this spring for this allergy season. And it's been a game changer because I can go out on my runs and on my trail runs and not have to worry about, am I going to be able to record the podcast tomorrow because my nose is running and my sinuses are clogged? Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Thanks, everybody. Season 2, Episode 6. Could we, are we here so soon? I can't believe it, uh, but we are, and what a what an exciting uh, episode! Of course, for personal reasons, as you'll see later on, as well as uh, just a great episode. I think this is one of those episodes that people are going to look back on and say, "Wow!" Like, kind of in the 
towards the middle of the season, but a little bit closer to the back end. A lot in this episode, clocking in at a super tight 33 and a half minutes. And that's with uh, 33.50 with uh, all the credits on, in the beginning and the end, you know, beginning tags too. But really, I mean, holy moly. I got to make sure. Let me turn on everything. Subtitles on. Muted. It's muted. And we get the recap. Snow. Oh, I thought it was snow, but no, it's the desert. And it's uh, Fennec uh, sleeping. Uh, after parting ways with the Mandalorian being discovered. Then we see Ashoka Tano and Mando have their little dooley poo. We see the power of the Beskar. Uh, we see Oso. We see Oso and Ashoka and the moon. Why look at that moon way up high, watching everything go by, including interactions between a Jedi and a Yodish being. Uh, we also know, his, we, like we learned his name is Grogu, or their name, excuse me, is Grogu. Uh, and we learned the mission for this episode, bring him to some rock uh, uh, where he could see a seeing stone where he could sit there and uh, ruins a Typhon or on Typhon, ruins of a temple, a seeing stone at the top of a mountain. Then we get our glimpse of the dark troopers and Moff Gideon and Moff's, Moff Gideon's ship flying by. Tracking beacons on the Razor Crest, uh, according to the assets. And we get a really good uh, Moff Gideon smile, uh, which is, all, you know, it's always good. Not, not always good to see Moff Gideon smile, but uh, Gian, Giancarlo Esposito, it's nice to see him smile uh, because he can put so much into just his facial. I mean, so he doesn't have to speak sometimes. Uh, then we have the Star Wars opening. Lucasfilm first, of course. I'm sorry. Then Star Wars. Then the Razor Razor Crest, not the Razor Crest. Uh, and we see Green Planet. Uh, we also in the ball. Get some early comedy that I'm gonna have to roll through here. That is again just so the writing uh, and so true to character. Uh, just, uh, and it just shows also a, a little bit of a character growth, uh, that the Mando's kind of having fun. So Oso's playing with the ball. Mando says, Grogu, yo, Grogu. Uh, and Grogu looks at him, uh, and says, correct. And he laughs, uh, and then he's so happy about it. Uh, the next time Grogu looks away, says, Grogu. And uh, he can't, he can't believe it. Uh. And he says, give me the ball. The ship, believe it or not, the ship is not functional without the ball. It also kind of shows the relationship. Uh, and he doesn't have to give consequences or he actually gets it back. Uh, but he says, actually, I just wanted to see it do some force again. And he tries to get Grogu to go to Grogu to do it. Uh, or Oso. It's okay if Oso is his nickname, right? Or the child. Osu does, Oso is not able. Oh, Ogu. No, that doesn't work. Uh, but Osu has some some trouble. Then he gets it. Mando says, dang, dang, Farrick. Uh, and uh, first, Osu's a little confused, but he uh, 
like he thinks is Papa mad, but he said, no, 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 I'm not mad. I'm like, oh, this is how my, you know, this is how fathers are portrayed. Uh, and some fathers even buy into it and decide uh, they get buzz cuts and they, uh, you know, expect their children to be uh, trained for the, uh, but he goes, but no, I'm just celebrating you. Uh, I'm not going to be a football coach father. And he said, the nice lady said you had training, but, uh, Nice lady. I just, that's just gold. That's such a good, uh, and he says, you're very special. If your head wasn't green, I would kiss and I didn't have a helmet on. I would kiss your head. And then he heads into this planet, you know, get some beeping going. Here we go. You know, it's hard for, I, I guess uh, this is like, uh, let me, let me pause it. And let, uh, let me run through a couple pages of uh, my notes and then go through the dialogue. Cause I don't want to miss anything. Dang, Farrick, not mad. You did good. Nice lady. I underlined that. Sights, you're very special, kid. Find that place, I underlined. You belong. Take care of you and try to grow, grow you into a Jedi. I can't teach you. Learn learn of that, more of that Jedi stuff. Uh, Mandu, oh, and also I put a note, like Mando's talking, kind of seems like both Oso and himself, you know. I think that, I don't know if there's like been a study of, because there's not been of like science fiction or theorizing what life would be like in the cockpit of a spaceship. Uh, maybe like, and I'm not kidding, this is none of this is a joke. Uh, you'll have to re listen to On the Road, uh, the trucking podcast, because it's like when you spend a lot of time in the cabin of something with yourself or just one other sentient being. Uh, the, like uh, you start to do your internal dialogue. I, I mean, I projected, I, t- I mean, I'm sure if it, people were, I talked to Koa pretty much 12 hours a day, my dog. And I'm sure 90% of it is like very thinly veiled subtext messages to myself. Uh, then we have the title, the tragedy, which if you say, Oh boy, uh, razor crest jets by. Love the sound effects in the air, green canyons. Uh, love the dialogue, magic rock, can't land on top, windows down, flying Mando, lands, music, uh, stairs, round stone, this is it. Uh, some echo music, big rocks. Does this look Jedi to you? I guess you sit right here. Okay, here we go. Seeing stones. <laughs> this is like the best written dialogue. Uh, it's just been getting better and better. I mean, because I guess uh, more and more, it was just so much more growth. Uh, like a fine wine. Like uh, You say, Scoots, what's your favorite part? I mean, for you about man, man, the Mandalorian. I say, well, the man, the like, because... Uh, I mean, this is true, though. Empathy with characters. They say, well, the Mandalorian is just a, like, uh, in only a few aspects, a bit like me. His internal life and not my internal life may be similar. Okay, let's just see. We got the chapter 14 here on the live play. Green planet. Uh, very Earth, Earth-like, even the clouds and everything. Goes in, 
mountainous region. Oso's holding the ball. Mando's, uh, you know, checking the scopes and stuff. And looking, it looks like that's the magic rock. Uh, not the magic bus or the magic school bus, but the magic rock. It makes me want to sing magic rock. Uh, and they uh, do a sharp turn. I didn't even notice in any of my watches how they both lean into the turn, I guess, meaning the planet has gravity. Sorry, buddy, can't land on top. Too small. We'll travel down the last stretch with windows down. Straight cut to Mando flying with Grogu loving it like a kid on a roller co- If they're allowed infant-sized beings on roller coasters, Grogu would love it. Got a Mando looking strapping. Goes into this... Uh, Collection of uh, hinge, hinge, which we'll hear the term later. So I, don't, I guess I prematurely hinged. Uh, almost reminds me a little bit of uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, Elb- shots from above Albuquerque. Um, see some, well, even in the foreground, we see some nice bushes and uh, some great shrubs. Uh, you see, who was in charge of the shrubs on that episode of Mandalorian? Because... Uh, they did a good job, and I'm, again, once again, I'm not being facetious. Like top five. Well, I said I don't know if it could be in the top five, but uh, something I don't top. I don't make a list except for the one I just made. I say I enjoyed the shrubs. Which uh, Grogu on the seeing stone, waiting to see anything. Gro- Grogu see. Uh, Grogu call Oso the child. Then Mandalorian touches his helmet, does some thermal imaging, looking for a control. Walks around the seeing stone, and uh, there's a rune, runes on the seeing stone. Then a butterfly comes in. Is it just one? Uh, maybe multiple. Blue moth or butterfly. Grogu reaches out to it, but uh, can't reach it. I think uh, there's multiple ones. Ashoka said, you do the rest, buddy. And then uh, and he's sitting in lotus position. At least you can't see under his shirt. Then another ship comes in, a familiar one. And the reason it's familiar to me is because I've seen other kids. Ha- I never had that toy, but uh, I think my cousin John did. Pretty sure that's who had it. So I know I played with it. I'm pretty Yeah, now I'm like 99% sure it was my cousin John. And he had that because he came with it was it came out after return return around the time Return of the Jedi was in the theaters, and it came with a a, a package for transport uh, Han Solo. So it was really cool and had a little place to keep him and everything. Uh, so let's run through my notes. You see anything? Mando looks uh, for controls, butterfly, Oso reaches out. Come on, kid, you'll do the rest. Uh, oh, he even puts a note here. What? The toy for my childhood? Question mark. Uh, Oso touches a stone. Mando looks. Uh, that ship lands. Oso the, the, gets into zone. All of a sudden, the runes, runes turn blue. Energy starts to flow. Or Grogu, oh, so it goes into a zen-like mode. Cannot penetrate. Uh, something out. Snap out of it, kid. Oh, so is in the zone, though. Watches. Uh, 
Grove. Oh, someone, he looks down to the ship. Someone exits. I'll buy you some time. Can you please hurry up? Then we get to see Mando go down a hill very like he's dancing. Uh, he's so uh, spry. Some laser blasts he hides. Uh, been tracking you. Mandalorian, cloaked figure, Jedi. After the child, no answer. Cloak off. Uh, for around my armor. Nope, not yours, mine. Cobb with Tatooine, belong of me. Mando something? Sample me making his way. In the world today, takes everything you got. He says, did you take a break from all your worries? It sure would help a lot. But in the glazy, like his father before me. Sometimes I like reading this stuff and then going back because it's like bad poetry. Uh, the creed back and forth, uh, sharpshooter on the ridge, uh, Beskar, the henge. That's like a nickname of somebody, the henge. Didn't we have a nickname last episode too? The something? Hey, are you the henge man? Yeah. Be, why do you call him the henge? Cause he's, he's always stone, you know, 420, the henge for the henge, it's 420, 24 hours a day. So he's made of stone because he's always stoned. Uh, doesn't quite make sense. Uh, surrounded by maybe he'll be the roommate of some like a like a lived in like a like a suite and they were the only person that didn't smoke. Surrounded by stones, but it's actually the arrangement of the stones. So maybe it's a, maybe it'd be the hinge. Who knows? I don't know, Miss Fennick. Uh, not the not kid here. Chat. No need. Put down the jetpack. Uh, sometime. Sit down. Have a chat. Fennec Casper. Helmet at side. Fate steps in to record the wretched cyber t- t- term termite. Uh, salty of child for armor. Fair deal. Uh, so let's run through this. Uh, and see how inaccurate my writing was. Oso touches a stone. Some great, uh, not just a shrub behind Oso, but it looks like a stack of wheat. Great jet trails as the ship comes in, lands. Uh, then Mando goes, hey kid, we gotta move. That's when the power comes on. Oso goes, eyes closed, we gotta go. There's like a magnetic repulsion or a Beskarian repulsor. Snap out of it. So Mando tries once to get in. Says we got to get out of here. And uh, it's covered in energy. A bit like a, a bluish version of what Neo sees in the Matrix. Uh, Mando checks the heat signature. Sees someone leave that ship. Uh, then now he's like, I'm going to buy you some time. So he goes down. Uh, we see a nice uh, shot of the stones. Uh, of course, the whole time I was waiting, I said, is that a Jedi? When's it, what Jedi is going to show up? Uh, so another good case of misdirection by storytellers and subverting expectation in a good way. So Mando sees some laser blasts, uh, hides out behind a rock. Uh, 
But he says, you know, I'm the Mandalorian, so we see someone. I've been tracking you, a man in a cloak. Uh, and he's got some equipment on his back. Uh, he looks real tough. Especially says he, he doesn't have armor. He's not hiding out. Uh, Mandalorian says, you a Jedi? He just stands there. Looking for the child. He just stands there and stares. Uh, takes his cloak off. We see he's like a, a famous like a clone original or whatever. Son of a clone. Son of a clone. He says, I want my armor. The, the armor you got on your ship. Not your armor. From The ones you got from Cobb Vanth, Cobb Vanth on Tatooine. Belongs to me. You Mandalorian? He goes, no, I'm a simple man, making his way through the galaxy, just like my father. Just take the creed. He goes, I give my allegiance to no one. He goes, well, the best guard belongs to Mandalorians, taken during the purge. Uh, and he says, that armor is my father's, it's mine. And Mando says, you know, I don't like your attitude. And he goes, well, I got a sharp sharpshooter with me. And Mando goes, okay, well, I've got Beskar on, and I'm really tough. Uh, and he goes, well, she's not aiming at you, buddy. Your companion on the hinge. Uh, and that's when Fennec says, yeah, you got a keen ear, Mando? It's me. And uh, uh, the other character almost grins. Uh, Mando goes, okay, please, uh, just leave the kid alone. And that's when the other character, who turns out to be Boba Fett, we'll just get to it. He goes, no need for, for battling. We could just talk it out. And he's serious. He does not like, it's not a strategy. So Fennec comes down. Man, Boba Fett uh, lays down his arms. Everybody does. Uh, Mando takes off his jetpack. Uh, Fennec takes off her helmet. And she's still glaring. Uh, and he goes, what happened to you? And she goes, she, he goes, uh, the, 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 Boba says, uh, yes, someone left her in the, the desert, but sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wreck, wretched. Great. I mean, seriously, line maybe the line of the season, but sometimes fate steps in to rescue the wretched. And she says, Boba Fett was my fate. Uh, they think that's the first name. Now I'm in his service, the first time he's named. By the way, I want my armor back. Uh, uh, then they go back and forth, belong to my father, belongs to Mandalorians. Uh, uh, if you give me the armor, I can guarantee the safety of the child and your own. And Fennec says, there's like a bounty worth 10 suits of armor. And Boba says, that's a fair deal. Then a ship comes in. So let's go back to my notes. The transport, uh, let's see, transport ship comes in. Mando runs up the hill. Oso's still in the zone. Time to go, kid. More magnetic resistance repulses Mando. It makes him even go to sleep for a second. Uh, Boba and Fennec watch uh, the door go down on the, um, uh, what do you call that? The door goes down on the transport. Then there's like a lot of ordering by whoever the commander is of these stormtroopers. Even calls somebody, he uses the I word, I-D-I, you know, the idiot word. 
Boba waits with staff, uh, something people, great, one of the great action sequences of the <laughs> Star Wars history. Uh, there's a couple this season. And this isn't a criticism of anything else, but it's just like a pace. A con- it happens at a, a small scale, a consumable pace, uh, uh, which just makes it uh, like a, really enjoyable. And it's, maybe there's something that happens at day t- at daytime on a pl- planet with a sun like ours. And I don't know if that it does doesn't seem important, but it, you know, so much of uh, pa- like so much of Star Wars films take place either on in the darkness of space or in darkness. It just I just realized that I said, why did I enjoy this uh, dance off so much? Uh, also, the, the stormtrooper armor does not stand a chance, and they have mortars, uh, cannons, music. Uh, Fennec runs. That was the one part of the episode that you said, well, yeah, gets low, pinned down, boulder time, awesome. Uh, Boba finishes the rest. Uh, Har, uh, he looks on Razorcrest or something. Fennec's still dealing with about 10. Another ship comes in. Oh, dear. Mando wakes up. Oso's in the zone, sees the trips. He makes a third t- try, which is not a charm to get Oso. Uh, he says, okay, I'm going to protect you. Stay there. Goes downhill. Oso stops, uh, rolls over as soon as Mando leaves uh, for a nap. Uh, then Fennec's been down again. Mando shows up. Uh, I owe you. She says, we have a deal. Uh, she hides behind Mando. Oh, this was a, another cool little sequence. Uh, then they're pinned down. Uh, then Boba Fett shows up. Uh, he is, uh, this one I didn't, I, I didn't notice uh, until the second or third time. And I, I had to ask my daughter, I said, did he just launch knee missiles? It, I had five exclamation, one, two, three, four, five exclamation. I, I said, wait a second. And I had to re, I said, did that, did that just happen or was that my imagination? And she, she knew, she said, yeah, it's knee missiles, dad. What do you, you haven't, what, don't you read Tiger Beat uh, or whatever Boba Beat magazine? Uh, and I said, no, I have no idea. I mean, it does make sense. Uh, because, you know, having little side, you know, of course, uh, and yeah, you got as long as you know when to activate, as long as it has some sort of uh, protocol, it totally makes sense. Uh, and down, oh, and then the troopers retreat and take off. Uh, both ships, Bobo gets down his scope, uh, locks on. And does the old, he launches, he aimed at one, but he actually hit, hits the one below it, uh, or above it, uh, does the old ship on ship takeout, uh, somebody says, nice shot, he says, uh, I was aiming for the other one. All right, let's go back to what we have in front of us, Mando's running up the hill, beautiful sunlight, we're trying to say, depending on what time of year it is, it's probably like, uh, Somewhere between 2 and 5 p.m. Maybe yeah, maybe around 2 or 3 o'clock. And, um, Mando tries to get Oso. 
It looks on. Uh, tries to, he's like going through just like there's some sort of magnetic repulsion. Almost gets there, but uh, is thrown back. And I don't know if that's a, a stone or like Oso or whatever. Then Fennec and Boba running downhill. They watch as uh, troopers get come off their ship. Uh, and they go right into action. Go, go, go. But they don't land behind any cover, so they eventually get to some. But, uh, yeah, there's commander. I guess they wear, like, an orange uh, shoulder pad, uh, which means they're the boss. Uh, and uh, I don't know if they have Bluetooth speakers on their back, uh, like a lumbar support or what it is. Uh, I would assume it's like ammo or something, but they always have that. Uh, Boba, he hides behind a rock, uh, and he does some hand-to-hand dancing with, uh, I don't know if that's something that I saw on, um, on Tatooine before. I think so, but he is like, uh, uh so outclasses the, uh, the stormtroopers, uh, I mean, to see him versus Mando would be quite the thing, but he's got a little bit more. I think he's like probably a little bit more muscular. Uh, he's wow, yeah, and no nonsense. Then the second round of troopers go after Fennec, uh, and there's even a cool distance shot of them going uphill. That's when the mortars start. If you're yellow, I guess is a mortar launcher. And then they're setting up a heavy, you know, heavy cannon. So Fennec kind of takes, you know, she's, they're throwing everything they can at her. And she knows she's got to do something before, because once they get that, they do start, she somehow outruns the cannon, which I guess is possible. She's pretty fast. I mean, she was known as like, like the most effective. I can't remember how Mando said, yeah, you don't want to mess with Fennec. Uh, last season in the gum chewer then she does this boulder thing now that's just cool i mean in a just like the kind of stuff this is why you like uh, families watch things together is in anything with rolling boulders in action and she's actually running behind the boulder using it as cover uh and, uh, you know, to advance, the commander meets, uh, with, uh, Boba Fett, uh, he actually stands him up and then flips him over. Then he looks at the Razor Crest. Oh, okay. So uh, he looks at the Razor Crest. Huh, maybe I'll uh, go see what's on board there. He looks like he could be a grouch, like before 10 a.m., then we have Fennec, uh, she's outnumbered. I don't know if this is in Angeles National Forest. It does remind me a little bit of it, but like I said, it could be anywhere. Uh, then we see a second ship coming in, hasn't landed yet, but is fast. She takes her helmet off, which is say, what are you doing taking your helmet off? Oh, she throws it, so that's why. Mando wakes up. Uh, Oso's still in the zone. Mando says, okay, well, another whole 
Transport just unloaded. That's it. Uh, tries to go. Third time. Come on, Mando. Third time is not a charm. It gets thrown back, but doesn't go quite as deep, so he's able to stand. And he says, I'm going to protect you. Stay here. I'll be back soon. Someone to watch over me. What Oso's singing in the back of Oso's mind. Uh, which I think was a movie and a Bond song. Who did Carly Simon sing that uh, in the Bond, for the Bond movie? Now I'm thinking of Baby, You're the Best. Uh, maybe that's what I like. Uh, sorry, Carly. Okay, so also rolls up with Fennec, uh, uses the tweeting bir- Tweety Birds or whatever they're called, uses his best scar. They team up. Uh, she says, this isn't looking good. He goes, yeah, I've seen worse. Uh, and he goes, why don't you take off, and I'll just deal with these these, uh, these troopers. Uh, she goes, no, we got a deal, because they're surrounded, or, or they're in crossfire. So they are in a bit of trouble, but then from the sky comes uh, not a bird, not a plane, but a boba. Not a boba ball either, but a tough, uh, you know, a boba fett. Uh, and he makes quick work. Uh, Uses some uh, some other things, but uh, quick work. He uses his wrist stuff, his hand stuff, hand-to-hand. Does some dancing, serious dancing. Uses some sort of jet blaster. This is when he uses the knee stuff. He's got four, one, two. He uses only two of the knee things, and then everybody, the rest of them run. Back to the ship, back to the ship. Don't wouldn't you get wouldn't that be it? Well, I guess it ends up being it, but so they get back on the transport. Probably like lost seventy percent of two transports worth of troopers, uh get a slow mo uh boba. He puts on a scope. Think about that. Before, when Boba Boba Fett predated the Boba Boba balls being popular in the US by 25, 30 years. What would Boba Fett think of Boba Balls? Also, doesn't Disney, does Disney serve Boba tea? And uh, maybe they could call it something else, but Boba Ball, Boba Ball, Boba's Boba Ball tea. You don't know, brain. You can't call Boba's Boba. You can't call it that uh, because it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, Okay, so then there's a flash in the sky. Razor Crest is out. O C R A P. Then Fennec tells Boba, "Go to your ship." Uh, Boba goes up. Uh, mind scope. No, uh, oh, Mando scope. Sea ship. Uh, kid. Direct hit. Uh, dark troopers everywhere. Uh, they fly out. Uh, then the industrial music plays. Uh, very. This was very pretty, like a n- n- like a Nine Inch Nails, uh, circa nineteen ninety one. Like pretty, pr- pretty Nine Inch Nails machine. May I think of that one? Uh, and they said, "Are they robots? Are they droids? They have rocket feet. Uh, they surround Oso in a very mechanical-like uh, 
precision as far as their formations go. They march in. Oso wakes up. His eyes go wide. Looks to his dad who arrives just as they take off. Uh, you can see Oso looking down even on the scope. That's a tragedy right there. Uh, Fennec calls in Boba. Calls Boba. They got the baby. Don't let him get away. Infinite. Uh, have a lock. Uh, stop. Uh, do not hurt the baby. Loose follow. A big ship. They're back. Back who? The Empire. Uh, this, uh, this isn't a spice dream. Can see with my own eyes, uh, crater where the razor crest was, smoke, uh, old mantle, old mantelpiece, uh, finds the kid's ball, crushes it almost in his hands, uh, perfect, some pocket, oh, then pockets it, finds Beskar's staff, uh, Boba impressed, all this, all Beskar, take a look. Uh, and he said, oh, this was just kind of like uh, cleaning up. He says, look at my sh- my chain code. Boba goes to Django Boba. You're a foundling then. Uh, uh, something, the armor belongs to you. Our, our something is completed. Nod. Well, you ship heads into question mark, question mark. Uh, Navier Marshall Bridge, give legit feet up. Uh, Don't worry, I'll get back to it, but uh, they just like what I wrote. Uh, Locker scene, sharpshooter Mayfeld. Oh, ship heads into. Oh, Navarro, Marshall badge, gone legit feet up. Look someone up for me, sharpshooter, Mayfeld, Miggs, uh, 50 years, uh, piece of work, uh, spring him. You know how I feel, but these stripes, I mean, rules I have to follow. They have the kid. Hyperspace, then a long shot. Moff Gideon looks in. Uh, bridge uh, marches off uh, the halls. Oso plays with some stormtroopers. Stop him. Wait. Uh, Oso falls off. Uh, and then 2753, we'll get to it. Pretty much the highlight of my entire life. I don't even know if it was accidental. I mean, it was just uh, synchronicity, but it still made, it was like a, pretty much the highlight. I mean, it can't get any better than that. But it makes you oh so sleepy. Shows him. The Bard Star, the Dark dark Saber. Looks like they were a Bard Sitar. Remember Bard Sitar? Uh, that was a made-up name. It was a stage name for a sitar player, Bard Sitar. And, and he also played Kitar. Don't get him mixed up with Bard Star. From years past, uh, not ready to play. You'll put an eye out. Uh, you'll have a nice long sleep podcast to listen to. 
So they say, play the pod, sleep podcast. So also go to sleep. Uh, hyperspace, message to Pershing. Yes, exit. Oso sleeps. They pull out music. Uh, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Uh, then we have, uh, I guess this is the, I didn't number these, uh, Boba. So number one is, uh, Boba, the ship in the hinge. Uh, number two, dark troopers. Number three, Oso on the rock. Uh, number four, Boso, Bo- Boba's bridge cockpit. Number five, stormtroopers and transport. Number six, hinge from above. Uh, uh, number seven, hinge lights, dark troopers. Number eight, I don't know. I lost, already lost count. Razor crest out. Nine, Oso cries with the dark troopers or flies with the dark troopers. Ten, Oso plays with the stormtroopers. And eleven, Boba ship Navarro. So that was everything in my notes. So here we go. There's a razor crest goes bye-bye, really goes bye-bye. I don't know if that was digital because it looked practical. Uh, then Fennec says, Boba, get your ship. Uh, Oso sigh. I mean, uh, Mando sighs. Uh, looks up, uh, does his scope, sees the, uh, whatever, the spaceship. We see Oso sleeping. Then we see, yeah, direct hit. Uh, have the dark troopers been engaged? This is uh, Moff Gideon. Momentarily, we see them fly out uh, in tight, tight formation, like almost like they're one ship uh, flying. Five, four of them, four or five. One, two. Oh, it's tough to tell. I think there's five or four. And this is like uh, getting into that uh, Lord of the Rings territory. Even the, uh, I mean, the setting. So it looks like there's four of them. I don't know how many of the ring, ring, ring bears there were. But they land. They got oh so surrounded. Mando and Fennec are running really fast. Uh, they do a slow walk in from all four directions. Uh, Oso wakes up, says, Mama, Papa. And he looks right at his dad when they pick him up and take off. Uh, and Mando can't believe it. He does a zoom in and makes eye contact with Oso. That's the tragedy moment for sure. It was, you know, there's groans at my house. Uh, they got the baby. Don't let him get away. Boba says affirmative. He's got some red, cool red scopes. Got a lock. Uh, stop him, but don't hurt the child. And they say, well, that's not possible. So just uh, forget it. Okay, I'll follow him. So he follows. Uh, watches. I mean, those troopers are fast, too, like little rockets. And... Um, and I think Boba's ship is well known for being unviewable, even though we're viewing it. So I think that probably fills in any questions about, uh, they say they're back. Uh, he leans forward in his cockpit. He can't believe it. Uh, the outer rim's protected by the New Republic, not a spice dream. It's an Imperial cruiser heading down. So he heads down. 
they jump to hyperspace. Then Mando's looking through the wreckage of his ship. That's when he finds, I don't know what he finds. It's something from, like, uh, something I remember it was doing. I can't remember, though. Looks like something you put on your mantelpiece, so. They're watching him go through the garbage. Or not garbage, I'm sorry, Mando. Wreckage. Couple flywheels. He finds the ball, though. Sighs, oh man. And holds it in the holds it in the palm of his hand. Puts it in his pocket or his holder. You can kind of see that Boba and Fennec really feeling for him. They know he loves this baby. And he picks up the staff. And uh, then there's, well, this guy's got honor. That's why, the, I mean, so Mando starts walking towards them. This is when Boba shows him the chain code. All that survived, uh, Beskar, 100%, yo. Take a look at my chain code. So it's been in this armor for 25 years. And that's me. That's my dad. I'm Boba Fett. My dad was Django Fett. Uh, and Mando goes, okay, your father was a foundling. Yeah. Uh, fought in the Mando Civil Wars. Mandalorian says, yeah, your armor belongs to you. Appreciate its return. Our deal is complete. Uh, not quite. Uh, we promised to protect a child. So for the armor, we're not stopping until it's done. And uh, until the child's back in your safety, we're in your debt. Uh, Fennec nods. They take off. They go, and then we see. Oh, then we see him going in to Navarro, I guess. And landing. And you see, wow! I never thought I knew know some of these towns so well. But uh, then he's looking. Marshal the New Republic. Got your badge. Throws it at her. Heard you're gone legit. Too legit to quit, she says. Or to bend the rules. Except uh, in this case, locate someone. Mm, whatever. Uh, Mads uh, Mayfeld. Mads Mayfeld or Migs Mayfeld. Apprehended near the Delestri system. Migs Mayfeld. Carthon Chopfields. 50 years. Uh, Real piece of work. What do you want? Uh, I need to help me get uh, Moff Gideon's cruiser. You know how I feel about the Empire. But these stripes, uh, I got to follow the rules now. Mando thinks they have the kid. And then she just she tilts her head. That's it, you know. Then we see the cruiser, the Imperial cruiser, whatever, New Order cruiser in the and they're not listening to New Order, but it's one of the few times I think I've seen from the bridge of a ship them flying in hyperspace. And then uh, Moff Gideon goes downstairs. I don't know if it's necessarily downstairs. I just felt like it was. He's marching down the halls. And so we see Oso playing with the stormtroopers, uh, roughhousing for sure. And they say, should we stop him? And uh, he doesn't, he just says, Moff Gideon just has a curious look on his face. And he almost grins. Uh, and we also kind of see that maybe some of the hesitancy of um, 
Shokotano is correct, because Oso is really rough housing. I mean, he is under extreme circumstances. I'm not, I'm not taking sides, but he's tired. And this is it, the moment that changed my life. 27, 27, 51. Got very good with that, uh, but it makes you oh so sleepy. Uh, and he says, but it makes you oh so sleepy. Then he shows oh so the dark saber, which does look cool, pretty cool. It's different than a lightsaber. It's pointy. It looks like more like uh, you you could also use it for some dicing and chopping. But Oso kind of reaches out. He says, oh, no. Can't use that. Uh, and he stands over Oso. You're not ready to play with such things. You put an eye out. Uh, Oso tries to use his power, but he goes, no, you could use a sleep. Uh, then they play a sleep podcast. Uh, delivered like uh, It's one of those ways to deliver it without a speaker, though. He calls Oso it, uh, and then he says, when we get out of hyperspace, get a message to Dr. Pershing. We're ready for business. And he marches off. He's glaring a little bit. He also seems like he's limping, uh, per, uh, uh, Moff Gideon. And then Oso's sleeping, and we do a slow pullout. And that's the end of the episode, uh, and here comes uh, Wendy Marstrap. Hey, everybody, Dewey the Dewback here. Oh, no, I'm... Oh, boy. Hi. My name's Wendy Marstrap. I'm here with Dewey the Dewback. I'm on the back of Dewey the Dewback. Also, Scooter wanted me to tell people, do Dewbacks have Dewey backs? And I'd say, well, they do sometimes. Uh, now, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's do or do... You know, okay, so there's do, depending on where Dewey is. Now, if I, okay, another question that came up in many of the thousands of emails I get, and it becomes very confusing for me to answer these emails. And I say, Scooter, who's sending these emails? And he says, it's all, it's all fiction, Dewey. Just keep it, just stay in character. Don't ask these questions. And I say, okay, but in my heart, I feel so many questions. Email, never heard of it. Uh. And I say, is it like sending a gram? And Scooter said, exactly, same thing. It's just, it's just our fictional term. And I say, ever since this cloaked figure came in, uh, riding this vehicle that uh, he said was a fan fiction fantasy, then he said, no, I'm sorry, this is a fun time performance machine for Fester's fun time fun show. That I, That's what I really work for. Oh, I'm not supposed to talk about that. Sorry, Scooter. Okay, so what was I talking? Oh, do Dewey. Okay, so do, do, have I drank do, do off of Dewey's back? Yes, because uh, as part of my do back training, I said, well, if sometime I'm really thirsty, I could drink do off of Dewey's back if it's the morning. If there's do back, if there's do on Dewey's back and it's not the morning, don't drink it. I learned that too. That is dewback sweat, which you could say is dew on the back of a dewback, but it's not dew. It's ew, gross. It's dewback sweats. Also, if you're riding on a dewback, apparently you you can sweat on a dewback, or your sweat could, if you're just riding like in a blanket, eventually you you and the dewback could sweat. So wash your blankets if you're like because then you have double the dew, not the dew.
So we were talking about some stuff. One thing I noticed, Scooter, it's Grief Karga. He doesn't know. It's G-R-E-E-F, Karga, K-A-R-G-A. Now, Grief's been in the world. Uh, it was, according to this level, like, uh, it was an idea that John Favreau had, portrayed by Carl Weathers, who they knew in another through Director's Guild of um, Scooter, what's the America again? Weathers directed the episode The Siege, which is this is what we're talking about here tonight. Uh, one of the things. And uh, he originally operated on a bar on planet Navarro, running the, uh, the guild. And uh, then in the second season, uh, he's a magistrate of Navarro. Navarro, though, spelled N-E-V-A-R-R-O. And Mithril, that's the other one, Scooter Hedro, Mithril, M-Y-T-H, Mithril, like when you roll with a myth without two L's. And Mithril is, uh, was in Chapter 1, the first episode of The Mandalorian. Got to, he's blue-skinned and amphibious, uh, fins on his face, and he uh, like uh, works, he's a bookkeeper. Uh, for uh, Grief Cargus, Grief Carga. It's not Cargus. I get mixed up because even that, you know, spending so much time with Scooter. And I think that's all. Uh, uh, now, he's played by a big fan of Star Wars, though, Horatio Sands, which Scooter said did a great job. Uh, do we need anything else about. Uh, I don't know if we need any more to tell you about Grief Carga, Scooter. Keep practicing. Macaroon, Macaroon, M-A-C-A-R-O-N is a cookie. Uh, it's a meringue-based confection with egg, icing sugar, granulated sugar, almond meal, and food coloring. It goes all the way back in your world to Catherine de' Medici in the Renaissance, probably. Uh, ganache, buttercream, or jam filling between two cookies akin to a sandwich cookie. So, yeah, and it gets mixed up with a macaroon. Macaroon, macaroon, maybe. Also had speeder bikes in this episode. Uh, what do we need to know about speeder bikes? Jump speeders or hover bikes or swoop bikes or just swoops. Uh, fast, they use a repulsor lift engine. And uh, let's see. What else you need to know? There's a, there's a couple different ones. There's the Z74Z. That's a Imperial Scout Trooper's bike. We've probably seen it in this episode. There's the Sith Speeder. Uh, we've seen uh, Darth Maul riding that one. There's a Bark Speeder. Bark is it barks it's worse than its bite though. And those are uh, during the, the uh, I don't know, Revenge of the Sith, uh, Clone Troopers. That was by Aerotech Repulsor Company. Oh, because it was named after the Specialist Clone Troopers. B B Biker Advanced Recon Commandos. Blaster cannons, 15 feet long. Can go up to 320 miles an hour. Uh, the Sith Speeder, 400 miles an hour. And uh, the Z74Z, um, 310 miles an hour. 
So that's a little bit about speeder bikes. How about that? Uh, oh, Alderaan. Alderaan comes up a few times, so let's cover Alderaan. Uh, according to this, it's a fictional planet, but it's just a planet planet involved in myth. Uh, terrestrial humanoid inhabitants. Uh, famously, Princess Leia Organa has uh, lived there, as well as other characters we're well aware of. Uh, is Coruscant on there? Capital planet of the galaxy, prefiguring the planet Coruscant. No, Coruscant's a planet, uh, Scooter. Come on. Uh, it's been in a lot of episodes. Uh, it, a uh, small green gem of a world, according to one of the novels. Uh, Grasslands, plains, mountain ranges, forests, no ocean, but has a semi-frozen polar sea. Sounds beautiful. Lakes and rivers to, to visit. Rich biodiversity. Oh, you can't visit it, though. Sometimes I forget when I'm doing this. Uh, I get so involved. Dem it was a democratic society, constitu hereditary, constitutional monarchy. Elder Indian, place high senate. Promotion of peace through demilitarization. I don't understand how it can be both those things, but that's beyond me. So, that, you know, that's a little bit about Alderaan. What about Moff Gideon? Now, Moff Gideon is a primary antagonist, a leader of a remnant of the fallen Galactic Empire. Giancarlo Esposito plays the Mandalorian recruited uh, to do so very ambitious uh, but you know he's not all or nothing neither good nor bad he's trying to restore order to a lawless galaxy and uh, similar to uh, he's got a similar outfit to Darth Vader backstory a few details have been revealed uh, apparently, he was played a role in the Great Purge, an oppressive combat uh, dealing with the Mandalorians. So that's why they don't, you know, he's strongly disliked by them. Uh, the term Moff is a title for a high-ranking Imperial officer who served as a governor of a specific sector of space for the Empire. Uh, obviously, after the fall of the Empire, Gideon's life changed drastically, and he became he leads his own remnant of the Empire. As the term character Caradun states, uh, he thought he was already dealt with by the rebels who became the, you know, then they became the, 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 the you know what I mean, when the power changes hands. So I think that's a little bit about it. Uh, I just want to have a little bit of the behind the scenes, you know, of uh, Moff Gideon. That's one Scooter can say, and I say, okay, well, can you work on some of the other ones? Finally, let's talk, let's see what came up in this episode 12, The Siege. I thought that's what we were covering, but uh, th th I was thinking the Jedi. Yeah, I think we covered The Siege, uh, so let's go on to the Jedi. That's what Scooter meant for me to do. So we have Ashoka Tano, A H. Ah, uh, Soka, not Ashoka, uh, Ashoka, uh, is Ah, uh, Soka, Atano. Uh, and this one we'll, we'll probably cover because Scooter had a lot of questions about this that he forgot to note, but 
Rosario Dawson plays the character. Jedi Padawan of Anakin Skywalker. Protagonist of the animated film The Clone Wars uh, and the subsequent television series and was in Star Wars Rebels. As a voiceover cameo in Rise of Star Wars, Ashley Eckstein plays uh, voices Satano and Ashoka uh, Ahsoka. Uh, it took a while to, for the character to become well-rounded and voice acting appearance. Uh, design appearances evolved over the years. Uh, let's see. Uh, but Scooter said, uh, like, a pseudo-samurai look. Uh, I just don't know if she's wearing a head or that's part of, like, uh, where's all that kind of information? Yeah, I'm kind of on my own with this one. You know, working with Scooter's great sometimes, but. So it says, uh, like, I said, what uh, nickname? Oh, Tor Tag Tagruta. Tagruta are a species from the planet Shili, S-H-I-L-I, humanoid race, uh, distinguished by their three and rarely four Leku, L-E-K-K-U, also sometimes known as head tails, which are striped to help them blend in with their natural surroundings. So it is part of her natural head, Scooter. And uh, they also are involved in um, M-A-T-I-N-G-ing or K, you know, not, I guess you probably would kiss a kiss one. Colors of Tag Rutas uh, range from red, most common, orange, yellow, blue, even white. Uh, they also have a form, pass, uh, possess a form of passive a- acoustic echolocation by means of their hollow mantrals. So that's information that we now know. It's like, yeah, that's a part of her head, Scooter, not a headpiece. What else do we need to know from that episode before we say goodnight to everybody? Well, Scooter said Michael Bean was the actor that played uh, Lang. And he was in a couple classic films. uh, Really good movies. from. more than just a couple, Scooter, but, uh, yeah, some very good classic movies, uh, Kyle Reese, Dwayne Hicks, so beloved, beloved performer, and so that was, uh, like, he said, well, that's an interesting role from here as not a good per. I mean, I guess more of a me, well, he tried to double cross, though, so, yeah. We won't get into Grand Admiral Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn because, uh, that one we'll have to wait for, you know, uh, later development because that's probably important in the next season. And we don't want to have to, go, you know, uh, you know, mess that up at all. So that's it. That's it. Uh, I'm here. I'm uh, your friend, Wendy Marstrap, and uh, my Dewey Dubak bringing you facts uh, from this fictional, you know, from your fiction, from my real world to your fictional world. Uh, performing i feel just like uh uh one of my favorite uh hollow stars frulnan lafonda good night all right i want to thank everybody that reviewed i have a show on apple podcast recently dicey ann 
uh, five stars, left five star review. Uh, the host is inclusive, progressive, uh, weird tangents might not be for everyone, but the podcast helps me sleep and also helps me sleep better. Knowing the host cares. Uh, PRSKT says such a lifesaver. Always had issues falling asleep, mix of insomnia and stress, anxiety. Uh, currently working a week on, week off, overnight shift on my off weeks. I'm at work a normal nine to five. Glad I could be here for you. Suffice to say, falling asleep is uh, not easy. Brain won't shut off. Podcast is a blessing. I couldn't tell you what a single episode's about because I'm typically asleep in about 15 minutes. And uh, it really means a lot to you. All I have to say is thank you. Uh, Jess, uh, Jess, the man from Canada says, I sleep. Four stars, yay. Uh, W.D. Catster. W.D. Caster says, uh, amazing, fall asleep in 10 minutes, Wouldn't, couldn't sleep for multiple days in a row until I found this. Thank you. Beck Bahamas is essential. Recently started this podcast, and I love it. Almost can't sleep without listening. Have trouble sleeping, helps me big time. Keeps me entertained, but I can still fall asleep. Uh, someone from Hong Kong uh, said, nice, uh, with a lot of checks, uh, a lot of stars, 100 pounds, uh, and random letters. Don't you even say that, but I'll try now because you dared me. Uh, thanks. Ida from Norway says, try this. Uh, always been struggling to fall asleep. I found this podcast. I'm asleep with eight minutes. Uh, works well. Love it. Uh, thank you. God, King of King says best, uh, the best. Thank you. KL Cloud, you're really good. I fall asleep before it's over. Good. And uh, Frozen Ice Cube, 26. 26, there's 20, wow, there's 26 Frozen Ice Cubes reviewing podcasts. That is cool. Uh, first episode I listened to was about an ice cream bar, and I remember laying there like, what is he talking about? But since then, I've been hooked. Uh, Definitely worth a try. Trust me, he'll become part of your daily routine, LOL. Also, Scoots, uh, uh, something. Oh, talk in detail why I started this. Yeah, if you check out any of the um, zero, 00 episodes, so what are we at? Are we in 900 or 800 episodes? 900, so episode 900, 800, 700, 600, 500, we cover that kind of stuff. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for reviewing the show. We could be here as a free podcast because people that support the patrons and support us via Patreon. You could also free help the show by using the free trial sponsors offer or spreading the word. You could even get credit for it now at sleepwithmepodcast.com slash refer. And uh, that's it. I just want to let you know about one more thing. But hey, do you want me to adjust that for you? You got it. Good night. All right, everybody. This is Scooter. This is uh, Weeks in Review. And uh, this is where I run through uh, my weeks and review stuff. Uh, what, what was on Sleep With Me Plus in the past month. Uh, and what you can expect to see on uh, in the public feed, uh, too. Now, I have, uh, if, you're, if, you, if you sign up for Sleep With Me Plus or you're already signed up for Sleep With Me Plus, I highly recommend using a podcast app that allows search within the feeds, but using just one podcast app for um, Sleep With Me Plus content only, then keeping your other podcasts, your daytime podcasts, in whatever app you use now. And I would just check out a couple podcast apps you could choose from. 
on uh, Apple are uh, Overcasts, iCatcher, Pocket Casts. And on Android, you could try out Pocket Casts or Podcast Addict. Uh, for this example, I have the only thing I have in the, my app is uh, the, uh, the, I think this is the Dent. I think this is the Boar Friends level. I have four podcasts uh, the ad free full episodes. The story only episodes. Nothing in Sleeping Me Plus has ads except for the really old episodes in the archives. We got the story only uh, versions of the show, the all intro all night versions of the show, and then the bonus episodes. So let's start with the bonus episodes, actually. So Saturday, a new Posty episode came out. It was uh, one that uh, Russell loved and... Uh, uh, that came out, and that's in the bonus feed. You know, some people like listening to the Posty Super Deluxe episodes during the day. Some people sleep to them. And, uh, yeah, so that one is in the bonus feed. And then uh, looks like we got a bonus coming out for uh, Boar Besties and Boar Friends on Thursday of this week, which is April 15th when I'm recording this Uh and then we have uh, another Posty Super Deluxe came out uh, a couple weeks ago. That was a picnic lunch with Scooter. And that's in the bonus feed. And that makes just so much easier for those of you uh, that don't, like, automate your playlist or anything, just to kind of build and choose how you want to listen. Let's pop into all-intro, all-night episodes. I know an all-intro episode is coming out this Thursday. Uh, last Thursday was uh, Make Great Pets Season 1 Part 2, almost six hours. It's, uh, it's about the max length we can get and have a good file size. Uh, so that was like uh, seven episodes of Make Great Pets. Uh, April 3rd, all-intro episode came out. Um, and then uh, we had... Uh, March is that bonus episode, so there was another all-intro episode. So that's in the all-intro all-night feed. And again, like, so much easier, like, these all-intros. Uh, is that what everything that's in there? 277 episodes uh, split between all in So if you love all-intros, I bet 200 of those are all-intros, maybe even more. And then in the store, both in the story-only episode feed and then in the all-ad-free feed... Let's run through the new episodes. Bring It On week started uh, last week. So we had uh, 1254 was our first watch along where I watched uh, a part, half, half of bring, the movie Bring It On. Wednesday uh, was 1253, Ben Broughton, The Cran Rambler. That was one of those episodes that had an intro that I said I should make an episode based on this intro. Went to make an episode based on the intro, and it went in an even another direction of uh, what if there was an RPG game based on the movie Bring It On, which led me to figure out I never watched Bring It On. Let me learn more. Then I ended up watching Bring It On. Then April 7th was uh, our uh, Alba Savilix, uh, like, we're getting ready, uh, big announcement if I haven't made it anywhere. We're going to do three seasons of a crossover with Alba Salix. Uh, so um, that's cool. So, uh, yeah, like uh, that, that's uh, something uh, we're looking forward to doing. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that was uh, episode one of that. Um, or that was the one we did originally. Then uh, 1252 was uh, the finale of the Great British Bake Off. Uh, and episode 10... 
then uh, Multiplex 5, uh, Tiki Transistor Hut. That was a good one. 1250, one of my favorite episodes probably in the past few years, a Wildy Wonka tour that came out of like uh, some news articles about experience. And I said, this has got to be an episode. And that will be a series. I mean, like a recurring thing. Uh, then uh, Grippers Bake Off, uh, episode nine, Patissier. And Multiplex, episode four. And then we're back to our last audio news. So it's everything. Again, if you ever need support, support at supercast.com is there to help you. Though if you're listening to this episode, I'm assuming um, you're not like uh, you, you don't need support. But if you do, and the, and the other thing is like, yeah, these uh, this is my main way to communicate. I learned this on Patreon. Most people just don't read their emails from Supercast or from me. Or, and most people aren't on our Discord or follow our social media. And so these uh, messages are how the majority of supporters get their information. I do do it in a sleepy voice because there's like, I put it in the, at the end of the free show too. But um, yeah, like uh, this is a kind of key way, but these episodes are easy to skip, especially if you're just using one podcast app, right? Uh, and building your playlists. Uh, from that podcast app. So, yeah, thanks, everybody, for uh, supporting the show. Reach out if you have any feedback. Feedback at sleepingmepodcast.com. If you need support, support at uh, supercast.com. And uh, good night.